for my though. Special delivery. Spit like this, get my wrist all glittery. Snakes get slithery. Lean in, show y'all the mean in the shivery. Welcome, welcome. This is Simply King Podcast, and it's your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And yes, you're hearing it well. You're hearing it. You're hearing it right. Look at me. <laughs> Let me get my damn enunciation right this morning. It's a special delivery episode. And honestly, it kind of, you know, the, the topic is deserving of its own full-fledged, you know, specialty thing. But honestly, this is a special delivery episode because of the nature of how important the topic is. To not only me, but I believe by the end of this whole podcast experience, you're going to realize how important it is for you, too. You understand? Let me sip a little tea because it's, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a hell of an episode. You feel me? It's going to be a hell of an episode. So buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. Uh, we're chatting about something that honestly immediately affects me. Um because I, I wouldn't say that I'm a journalist per se. I think there are certain qualities to any type of form of media where, you know, you are basically doing a journalistic thing. So for me, I thought, you know, we live in an age where it really don't even matter. The information being given to us by these various platforms and various, you know, publications they're all kind of blending together. There's not this like like it was a time where there was a clear line between serious news and gossip, journal, you know, entertainment journalism um, well, gossip, entertainment media, not even journalism. Um, and those things are kind of blending together at this point. You know, like when you look at, you know, primetime news, which is supposed to be information, fact based news media. We're getting not we're not getting that. We're getting very strongly opinionated, strongly slanted, politically driven, um, politically contrived content. A lot of it can be lies. A lot of it can be fabricated. A lot of it can just be the omission of truths and the twisting of a truth or the delivering the message so that it sounds like a thing that isn't bad is bad, depending on who you're talking to. Um, and even I, I even, you know, still give, cre- you know, criticism to those that are, you know, liberal uh, forms of media as well. Like they still do a lot of things wrong, too. They platform people that I believe they shouldn't platform sometimes. I think they, you know, kind of distract people and distort people's reality with the stories they give sometimes um, and stoke and fear monger certain instances um, and don't really help the issue. Don't really give the information that is really needed. Or there's probably stories that are better worth telling that they really aren't telling because they're chasing, you know, the the lead, the leads that bleed, you know, the, the stories that are going to be sensational. And it's kind of and it's to our own detriment. It's to the detriment of us. So I've already kind of gotten it going, but let's really get into some of my findings of the things. And um, I just feel like, you know. My overall belief on all of this is we currently are living in this time where it's it's uncanny at this point. Like it's truly this uncanny valley of what gossip entertainment media is and literal, you know, primetime news. You can easily 
easily see them cover the exact same story in almost the exact same way. Just one is a little more casual about it while the other is a little more news formal. But they're still talking about the same things, still talking about the same things in the exact same way, you know. Um, And I think that because both are steeped in this like political allegiance or personal, you know, allegiances to specific, you know, you know, people and their organizations and companies, which only makes them not be able to have that much integrity about what they're covering. You know, like it literally minimizes the integrity that they have because of that. It's very strange. It's very weird. And nowadays, what's occurring, a big thing that's actually occurring is them just peddling misinformation, leading people down this road to feel and literally become emboldened to feel things that are so left, so the other way, you know. But I digress. I think that, you know. Hip hop entertainment media is probably the the reason that this topic even came to me, because we have things like the shave room and baller alert and all these various things. And these, you know. Platforms are have gained so much acclaim, so much acclaim. And not only has those have those gained so much acclaim, just this kind of, you know, tabloid, this new black tabloid way of approaching entertainment media. But there is a lot of individuals as well who have increased their platforms as well. And people who are the furthest things from journalists, the furthest things from journalists. And it's getting annoying. And it's getting annoying from a context of like, this is where you, this is, this is the, this is what our options are. Like a person who would be the best to possibly interview a certain individual and get more information or just get this in-depth you know, conversation going, they're going to people who are literally, you know, sniffing, sniffing chairs and, and like misgendering and asking very Googleable questions and very dumb questions or asking personal questions about people's sex lives. Like this is, these are the people who are going <laughs> and getting the like exclusive interviews with people. Um, people are using these you know, hip hop platforms as they're, you know, a part of their press tours for, you know, movies and albums and um, whatever pieces of work that they're putting out shows and all these various things. And it's just like, this is what we got. And like for a minute, for a minute, I kind of understood the idea of like there being this kind of separation, that there was the separation of like where it seemed like a lot of urban artists really didn't go to certain, you know, hip hop platforms to, you know, do their press. And I kind of felt like, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that, that it was a, a thing that existed. But in reality, I kind of get it now. Like, if you look at the, look at these people objectively, are you going to get a good interview? Yeah, you might get some content. But if that's not really a part of your brand to kind of, you know, divulge your business or get into these kind of like, you know, viral you know, debate worthy type of conversations, you might not really want to go and play with people like that. You might not really want to go and talk down, sit down and talk to people like that, but it kind of is what it is. I think that, um, it's not even just hip hop media that is problematic and has gotten to this place of 
where people who are honestly the most problematic seem to have the biggest platforms. You know, when you think of folks like the Joe Buttons, when you think of folks like Charlemagne, when you think of folks like academics who are all in the top three rankings on Complex's hip hop media power ranking, which I'll talk about more later. I just want to understand, like, like the integrity of a person, of a, of a public figure to me matters a lot. Like it makes me know that I can genuinely trust you and what you're saying and that there's no no other thing happening. And to be quite honest, it's like it's, there shouldn't be much of your personal life that I should know. I'm a firm believer that when it comes to celebrity, I think that's a part of what makes celebrity into something that's extremely valuable is that your private life now becomes even more valuable. So when you become a public figure and your platform grows, your private life is even more valuable. So the stories you tell, the perspectives you give are even more valuable. And there's so many of these people who we get to learn who they are through their transgressions. And that's a weird situation to be in when these are the people who have platforms so large to impact and affect the opinions of people, how people get information, how people tell the narrative and stories of so many different things. And so it's a powerful place to be. And I think a lot of people are really not in the best space to really be in that position, to be quite honest. Like, it's not that I'm saying that people don't work or whatever, whatever, but it's kind of like, how conducive is this to really, truly good media? Is this really good media? Is it really? Can we really not, can we really genuinely judge this and say, this is the best media we can get right now? And I beg to differ. I genuinely do. I think we could get so much more, so much, so High, like so much more higher quality in, in the media that we get. And the fact of the matter is, I'm glad that there are people who already exist that can fill these things that already are creating things that should get a higher, you know, look and distribution and just all that. Me being one of them, to be quite honest, I think I have a pretty decent amount of, you know, journalistic integrity when I do my, you know, episodes, especially on things where it kind of, you know, contains a lot of research and isn't a lot of opinion, but also keep in mind, I'm a podcaster. So that's all in the the formatting and the category of what it is that I'm talking about at the time. But at the same time, I want you to be able to be like, yeah, he right. Yeah. I Googled that. He was, he had a point. I want, I like that. I, I relish in the idea to know that I'm not only I came and made a concise point based in facts. So then then you can go and quote me and tell and, and tell whoever you quote me from. This is where he this is how he came up with it. That sounds way better than just to say I pulled something out of my ass to me. But I think a lot of these people don't really give a damn. But let's start with this um, complex power ranking, right? So this complex power ranking, let me pull it up. It is the top 25 hip hop media power ranking. This is what kind of, you know, really got my blood boiling about all of this. And I tweeted about it. I actually tweeted about it. And I'm let me pull up my tweet and, um, and read that too. Because basically I just feel like I just feel like this. Hold on, where is my? Oh, they don't got the uh, search on here. Damn, I gotta scroll down. I just feel like that. 
the fact that these are the people that were chosen um, just says a lot about the state of, you know, media personalities, to be quite honest, because I don't think it was always like this, to be very honest. I think that I remember a time where you had, you know, people who. There we go. So what I said was. The most discouraging thing about being a black man in media is really the proliferation of certain men's platforms that do nothing but stir the pot, promote misogyny and capitalism while they have the world's attention. So imagine being the antithesis of all of that. Imagine being the antithesis of all of that. Like, I really, really genuinely want people to understand something. I genuinely want people to understand something about me. Um, I, I, I take, I think I take all of what, you know, I create and I put myself out there very serious. And to know that there are people who are just blatantly misinformed, giving out opinion-based content not based in research, never giving any retractions, never correcting themselves, sometimes building on the the misinformation they already had on previous, you know, piece published content and just keeping it going, (laughs) misleading millions of people like just that, like you don't even got to be a bad person. But just the fact that you do that is so irresponsible to me. But I feel like so many people just eat it up because it's sensational. So many people eat it up because it's entertaining. They they think that it's something that is cutesy and, you know, just something good to listen to. But a lot of people are literally creating bigoted ass opinions based off of the misinformation. They're basing so much of what they believe based off of somebody they look up to saying these things with their whole chest. And that's not conducive to a real good environment, if you ask me. But what do I know? What do I know? You know, what do I know? But in, um, yeah, case in point, this uh, this this power ranking and it got a few, you know, majority of the people on here. I think everybody would recognize folks like Charlemagne, Carisha, please. You know what I'm saying? Nawar, Funk Flex, Angela Yee, um, Kassanat, which kind of to me, I thought was not really a, I don't think he's really a hip hop media person. Like, yeah, he, he does interviews on his streams, but I feel like it's, he's more kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's just doing things that he can do, not doing things intentionally to be put into the same category of being this media personality to, uh, in that same way. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't really have to be like, he, he's a streamer. So he really can just, he's just entertaining people by getting, you know, celebrities to come and do the stream too. So I don't know, but it's not even about just solely about the list. I want to point out something in the, in some of the copy that they wrote prior to even like starting to break down who they chose for the list. And I want you to tell me what you think when you hear this, because it sounds ridiculous to me. Um, So basically they gave kind of, you know, what their criteria was for choosing this list. Right before, you know, and um, just formed it in, you know, in the phrase of questions. So 
they, you know, chose to not choose anybody from Complex or, you know, people they worked with and who work at Complex currently. So people like Speedy Norman and B-Dot from the Rap Radar podcast who both work with Complex aren't going to be on the list. But it's plenty of other people. But listen to how they ranked these things. They ranked it off of five categories, five categories, right? And those five categories being one, commentary and banter. What the hell does that mean? They, the talk, the quality of them talking. Sure. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know really what that the commentary and banter, like how, how good do y'all talk, I guess, and whatever y'all talking about. Uh, star power of guest. Okay. Consistency. I think that's, I think that's a good quality, actually. Viral moments. Um, integrity of content which to me is so funny because what the hell does that mean in this in this ranking integrity of content mm, people lying all the time on these damn things and so I'm trying to figure out like what is and then they ended it off by saying then we debated the list like hell before reaching consensus on ranking who you see here which to me just feels like y'all made it y'all and ultimately made it made the list how y'all wanted to make it in the end that's just what that means. Then it got to a place to where it says, and this was peculiar. Why are you including people who have been accused of abuse, misconduct, or sexual grooming? And their response to that was, we rank the personalities strictly based on their content, not their character. So, we're living in an age and living in a time where we can actively platform and continuously platform people, not only just white people. I'm going to say it again. Not only just white people, but even black people and other people of color who have who are either are currently being maybe investigated for, you know, various forms of, you know, misconduct and and, and, and violence or have a history of it. That is, you know, still, you know, kind of, you know, it's up to you if you believe it or not. If you believe the victims, if you believe the, the you know, police reports and various things from these people and, and the antidotes that is happening, people have, you know, quickly forgotten and so on and so forth. And I get it. There's a real interesting confliction that we have with all these people because I definitely have, you know, tuned in and tapped in and consumed content from people, a bunch of these people who have, you know, these particular accusations a part of them. Personally, I think I've always justified it by being that I'm really consuming the content for work, but I still understand even me being a part of the problem. And I can admit that and I can hold myself accountable to that. Um, but I think that that's the that's the gotcha gotcha. Like these are the options. These are the people getting the biggest interviews. These are the people getting the information first and putting it out first in the realm of hip hop media, in the realm of just entertainment media. They are getting this information. They have the personal you know, exclusive relationships with these people that you do want to get information from. So it's a weird, like, confliction that you have to even, like, because I don't believe that these are have to be the people, to be quite honest. I don't believe that. There's always been this really weird relationship between media and hip-hop, and I think that's something that I understand even more now, being in media 
I think that it makes complete sense because of what's been contorted and things like that. But I think now that you have more previous, you know, rappers and people who are in, you know, embedded in the industry in various different ways, being the creators of podcasts and different platforms and various different, you know, media outlets, that's why there's even more, you know, messiness and, you know, things going on because people are seeing those dollar signs and how they can get, how they can basically continuously sell their lives um, to the masses and get something back from it. Um, yeah, like you can go and see the list yourself. I'll put the, you know, put it in the description of this episode. Number, you know, the number one is Joe Budden. And I have my own very, you know, s- strong opinions about Joe Budden. I think that he is um, extremely problematic for a lot of reasons. But more than anything, he just doesn't he's just not a real, true, honest person. And I don't think he creates uh, genuine good content. I think he creates content that is really kind of based in this sense of like sensationalness and this sense of like like it's it's very much like new age shock jock. It's very new age shock jock. And um, I think he's scrambling a lot right now because to go from a format where you have just two guests you know, co-host to now that you be, ha- he'd be sitting on this couch. He'd be sitting on that couch with about four or five people plus a guest at a time. Now it's, it's, it's not, it's, a, it's busy. It's just busy. And like, I don't mind a podcast that, you know, does that, but it gotta look good, sound good and just be good. Like can't be a, a bad look. And it feels like to me, he's, he's compensating to me. Personally, I feel like he's trying his best to get some like more legitimacy, some more thoroughness, bringing in people like Melissa Ford, bringing in, you know, uh, Queens Flip, which I don't think brings legitimacy, but I think it does the the exact thing that Queens Flip does. And that's the sensationalized, you know, very like antagonizing type of media where he's literally like challenging the guest and sometimes even all out being ready to fight the guest. Like, what are we doing? And like, these are people that he, this is a person that he wants to lift up into his platform and bring on and speak to various different guests and people of interest. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. But he, and it, you know, the history of things are the history of things when it comes to him too. And then you got folks like DJ Academics is number two on this list. DJ Academics is not only a mouse of a person and like, the best version of a person who you can consider to be like an, a black incel and his opinions and his audience and who he seems to make content for. Like he is not really a, a he's really not a good person based off of the content and his opinions and what his opinions are based in a lot. You know, he got really, you know, big and popular off of basically literally capitalizing off of the the war the gang wars of chicago in like the 20 in like the early 2010s and he was not from chicago he didn't have any he was just gaining all this information from different you know collection of sources and people's anecdotes and things like that and creating a whole thing like he 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 is a big reason why the idea of what chicago being a violent place is like it's a terrible person like genuinely like shout out to Vic Mensa for checking him on it. But it's like, he's not a good guy at all. And, um, 
and currently has just gotten a uh, deal with, I believe it's called Ramble or Rumble, where it's a right wing social media platform. (laughs) Excuse me. A right wing social media platform and he taking pictures with Trump at the fight at the UFC fight like he's a clown. He's a clown, but he has so he's taken up so much of the social media real estate and so much of this like hip hop media real estate from him being the first one to to break news on certain, you know, certain things in the space, him being the one who gives so much information and giving updates and giving his own little spin on various topics and various developing stories um, via his Twitter and his other platforms like he, he's, he's very much showing up as a person who is trying to be a leading source in, you know, hip hop media information. But he's not a good person. He's very slanting. He has his own agenda that, you know, he's interviewed folks like Candace Owens. He's made space and he's made space for even more problematic people. So to me, it's kind of like, yeah, he shouldn't be platform at all. You got people like Adam 22 on this list um, who is, I think, currently being, you know, accused of sexual grooming and pedophilia. You got folks like, you know, Charlemagne. And Charlemagne is very much a polarizing figure for a lot of people because he's, you know, assisted and helped so many young journalists, uh, journalists and, you know, and like radio personalities and media personalities and various different people, not even just personalities, just various different black people um, progress their careers. He's definitely put a lot of people on. He's definitely, you know, invested in a lot of people's uh, careers and businesses. Um, he's done a lot of quote unquote good things. A lot of people speak very highly of his books. Uh, a lot of people speak very highly of his initiatives around mental health, which is something that I definitely believe uh, is needed and definitely don't shade in any way. Cause I think that anybody who's telling us to go to therapy is a person who is definitely telling us the right thing to do, but we cannot look past the transgressions that he really hasn't handled the best (laughs) because, you know, from the, you know, continuous bringing up of, you know, his own, you know, sexual misconduct uh, occurring and how he consistently handles those things. He always handles those things in the worst of ways, which to me just implores that he, which implies that he more than likely did that shit. And, um, and that's something that always makes me kind of always keep him in a particular space and block and box for me. It's not like I'm ever going to be just fully on the Charlemagne train really ever again. But I'm really not on anybody's train, really, to be quite honest. Um, there are people that I definitely believe in and believe are great journalists. But I think that I always give people space to just be the humans that they are, whatever that looks like, no matter how problematic that is. So to me, it is what it is. Um, and there's dozens of other people who you can, you know, definitely say they have questionable, <laughs> have questionable, you know, choices in what they, what it is that they do. Folks like Nori, who consistently has been on a, on this tangent of just uh, weird, just should I have this person on the, on the show? Should I have that person on the show? And is, he kind of is excited to have these kind of problematic people and these problematic topics to talk about because of where it can kind of push his show up to. And I think that that level of thinking is a part of the issue. And like, I think that people really don't understand the idea of like what a a story that, you know, people need to hear and what's going on and how good that story is, because it seems like it always gets to like 
white supremacy. It always gets to because it, it's always about what's the most problematic, what's the most sensational, what's the most whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think that that, that when you chase that, when that's what you're chasing, that ultimately means that you're going to end up in the right side of things and not as in the correct and just side, meaning the extreme right, meaning white supremacy. <laughs> and I think that there is this really, really stronghold of ideology that so many people on the right, so many of these kind of right wing pundits have a stronghold on the black boy and man right now. And they always have. That's the like these conservative there's these conservative ideologies that I think a lot of black men seem to cling to, to because it kind of, you know, gives some sense of what their identity is, because a lot of men don't want to admit it. But a lot of black men are genuinely conservatives. They believe in capitalism. They believe in, you know, a certain level and a certain amount of government, but not too much. A lot of them are pro-life. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say pro-life. Let me not say that. <laughs> not say that. Let me, that's not what I mean. <laughs> a lot of them have questionable opinions about abortion. I'll say it like that. Um, it, it, it really just depends on who's, who, who, what's going on and who is, who it's happening to. Um, there are a lot of them, you know, have very specific views on how women should show up in the world. Um, they're conservative. They're conservative. They, a lot of them are very, very patriarchal. They're conservative. They're conservative. They believe in God staunchly. They're conservative. They're conservative. Like it just is what it is because they make so much space for the thing. And they always are very much like homophobic, transphobic, all that shit. They're conservative. They're conservative. So nine times out of 10, your boy is conservative. He just is. If you believe in anything Kevin Samuels, you're conservative. Yes, you are. If you follow academics, you're conservative. If you believe that any that Andrew Tate has said anything right ever, you're conservative. So you're just like Chuck Grassley. You're just like Mitch McConnell. You're just like Trump. You're just like all those people. You're in the same boat. But you can't sit beside them. Mm-mm-mm. And I digress, you know, like I said, you can see the whole list um, in the description of this episode. But let me move on to, you know, my last two points. Um, staying on the, you know, on the idea of this right wing proliferation of news and ideology. There was a uh, article that was written by um, Jahan Jones of um of uh, of the read out the read out blog um on MSNBC in collaboration with MSNBC and it uh titled the black culture platforms that push right wing extremism what huh the shade room and no jumper are ostensibly designed to reach black audiences and both have become hubs of extremist disinformation. And um, Jahan writes, <laughs> and I read that 
In a readout blog from a little over a year ago, I warned a few blogs and gossip platforms that ostensibly serve black audience being used to spread white wing propaganda. At the time, I specifically mentioned the Shade Room, Media Takeout, and World Star Hip Hop as examples of platforms I found to have spread right wing talking points meant to discourage black people from voting, pushed bigoted claims about LGBTQ people, and spread misinformation about COVID-19. Unfortunately, there are new reports underscoring my point. Media Matters, the progressive media watchdog, published a report last month about hip-hop and black culture podcast No Jumper and its creator, Adam22. And I'll continue to read. Um... Adam, uh, Adam Grand Mason, also known as Adam 22, Grand Mason, who is white. And I love how he wrote this because he kept letting us know who is white. Has built a platform that fuels misogyny and gang culture, usually involving black youth through crass interviews. If you know, no jumper, that's basically what it is. Um, but recently, if you've been paying attention in the past few months, it's took it's taken a very strong racist turn now. Isn't it interesting that a white man who's been who's built his platform on basically promoting the violence amongst black community is a person who also platform white supremacists who are. But not only just white supremacists, let me read this over the past year. No jumper has delved into platforming viral hate figures including white nationalists, neo-Nazis, misogynists, and notorious anti-Semites. The, slow, the show has a massive reach on social media with over 4.5 million YouTube subscribers, 1.2 million Twitter followers, 3 million Instagram followers, and 2.1 million TikTok followers. Clips from the podcast are available on Snapchat and show has a large Discord following. Additionally, the clips of viral hate figures appearances on the show have been posted on TikTok by various users. Grand Mason, who is white, now invites white supremacists and racists onto the show that has many black staff members and has born out of covering hip hop and black culture. This transitional period for the podcast comes at a time when Grand Mason faces criticism for reports of past predatory behavior, like I said. He got some he got some weird pedophilia, pedophilic allegations going on with him. But this dude is like platforming people like Richard Spencer and Nick Fuentes. Like, what are we doing? Like, is this Fox News? Now, I never really was a fan of the No Jumper podcast because he Adam 22 always gave me culture vulture Vlad type vibes, which Vlad also is a person who's on that complex list. The fact that people are still giving him space and time to even be seen as a person who should be respected in hip hop media is problematic. The fact that people continuously go talk to him is problematic. It just is like I get it. That's where people are. They have, you know, for a fact, they have millions of of a of a com- millions of people amongst their community that, that you can reach. But consider this, and I want anybody who's watching this who is in journalism in any way, shape, or form to consider this. If those people not only are tuned in and subscribed and support and maybe even give their dollars and invest in some way, shape, or form into these platforms, these people probably aren't the people that you genuinely would like to reach because they probably won't be buying what you sell. 
they probably won't, especially if you're selling something different than what they're used to. If you're not giving violence, if you're promoting anything that's quote unquote positive, anything like that, those people probably aren't entertained by that. So why are you going and talk to these people? Unless you want to be messy, unless that's what you're going for, because you know you're about to give something that is going to be an either indifferent or negative opinion. It's shameful, if you ask me. Shameful. I think that, you know, and the rest of this is, you know, him kind of just breaking down how also the shade room of all things are, you know, basically pushing conspiracy theories about, you know, it being some type of digital currency that the government is coming up with and all these different things. You can read it in the description in my bio, too. I want y'all to understand something. And this is my last point. This is a great detrimental impact to black men. And I think this is why this is a topic that I care so much about, because I talk to I try my best to gear so much of my content to reach black men, hopefully that it reaches black men and that they get a new, fresh perspective that they can consider. A lot of my listeners, a lot of people who follow me are majority women. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me to know that, oh, and that this is the constant thing that I've gotten, the constant, the constant, the constant thing that I've gotten over the years in terms of critique, and I know it. If I all of a sudden, if I all of a sudden start getting problematic, start peddling the best misogyny and chauvinism on these platforms, I will blow up in a week. I will go viral in days. I will continuously keep going viral if I just get on these mics and say hateful shit. That's all it takes. That's all I got to do. And that's so disheartening. That's not who I am. <laughs> and it's like, what do I do about it? It's because it's still a challenge. I still I'm, I'm while I work in media. I create these media pieces how do I compete with this? What do I do? How do I keep trying to be this example that feels like nobody is, that's not the preferred thing that people want to hear, especially men that I want to reach. Like I'm a black man, so it hurts to know that there are so many black men who rather seem like they rather hear somebody bring them down a problematic hole and get them even more lost in what they already were than trying to help them find a solution and becoming a better person. Like, that's the part that really be fucking with me. So I think that's why this topic matters so much to me, because I see that that's the trajectory that all these people are going. All of these black hip hop media folks who are especially the ones who are at the very top. And there's a few people who are on that list who I think are good on that complex list. That I think are good. But I think there's a lot of people who are doing the devil's work as well. And not helping the culture. They're not pushing the culture forward. If anything, they are a part of the problem, are holding niggas back, are not good. And there's so many good, good journalistic people and creatives who are doing the good work. It's research-based, it's information-based, it's all that. I talked about it, you know, in my, you know, episode at the top of last year with no mics for grown men, where I gave you men I knew that are doing good podcasting, 
in a, in a time where there's so many podcasts that are problematic and are part of the problem and, and they are getting pushed up. They are still existing. They're getting brand deals and various things. And I don't want to come off like I'm hating. We all got to work to be able to cut through and figure out where our community and our audience is and keep growing it. And that's what I'm doing. But the fact of the matter is, it's fucking sad to know that these people are the ones that are getting the most cut of the pie. Because it's like, where is this even helpful? Where is this even good? Where is this even informative? Any of it. You hear me? Any of it. And it's not. It's just not. It's just not. So I'm going to close out on this because I've been talking for so long. Because I think that, you know, this continued. I want to give you guys a list of people that I believe you should follow that are great media personalities, journalists, writers, various things. And I think that they are so good at what they do. I believe that if we don't shift our mindsets and who it is that we consume, all of these people who are ultimately just graduating to new levels of promoting white supremacy, patriarchy, capitalism, these various things that will not get us free, that will not help us out, that will not make things better. But what they will do is make things seem like it's okay to be violent, that it's okay to promote violence. It's okay to support violence. It's okay to support bigotry. It's it's okay to be hateful. It's okay to have these staunch beliefs that you stand on no matter who they affect. Let me give you this list. This is a list of 20 people. 20 people. You got Ta-Nehisi Coates. I'm going to put all their faces right up in here too. You got Ta-Nehisi Coates. You got my baby, Scotty Bean. Maybe not. Let me not say my baby because that woman does not know me. I'm just, I got a crush. But, you know, I'll do respect. Respectfully, I got a crush. Um, Gia Peppers, great. Gia Peppers is great. Great journalist, on-air talent. She's honestly going to be one of the biggest things real soon, to be quite honest. She's already, her star is already right, rising. Jahan Jones, just read an article from him. Honestly, love the way he writes. Followed him on Twitter. Great, great wordsmith, to be quite honest. Taylor Crumpton, who honestly I've been following for quite some time. She has some of the best the best articles on, um, honestly, women in hip hop, hip hop and music, and just bringing in these kind of, you know, very cultural perspectives on how the impact of, you know, various artists and various moments and various things have impacted us as a whole. And I ain't about to give, you know, a spill on everybody, you know, I'm gonna just go through some of the names and say whoever, because if I'm saying a name, trust and believe that these people are great people you should follow. Um, Evie Ani, Great. Um, Jinx, who was actually on that complex uh, um, um, ranking. Um, Jamila Lemieux, OG journalist. You probably done seen her in a bunch of different documentaries. Uh, Chicago, born and raised. And she is real. She keeps it real. She keeps it just honestly just cuts it to you straight. She's a great person to follow on Twitter as well. And just honestly, just you're going to get some good, good work and some good information, some good perspective every time. Um, Van Lathan. Honestly, I feel like Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay's uh, Higher Learning Show honestly is one of the best podcasts out right now because they are giving you not only information, research based content, but even when they do give you their opinions, they're steeped in what they have researched. 
and it's a podcast. So that gives room and space for that, you know? So it's really, so I'm not against opinion based content. It's just, I want it to make sense. I want it to be an opinion that, because opinions don't have to be harmful. Opinions don't have to be hateful. Opinions don't have to be aggressively insulting and, and insinuating hate in any way, shape, or form. But people be, Feeling like that's what it is. Like things got to be problematic for it to be an opinion or something. I don't know what's up with people. Hassan Minaj is a comedian, but honestly has probably with the Patriot Act probably has done some of the best journalistic work we've seen in a long ass time with his work on The Daily Show. Honestly, could see him being the host and he would do a pretty decent job, but it's probably going to Roy Woods, which I'm still down for. Uh, But he's great. He's Hassan, Hassan Minaj is great. Tracy Clayton, love Tracy Clayton since the old days of, you know, when they were still doing the podcast, her and heaven. I think that she literally, when she gets into her bag of like deeply researched things from a, especially when a black, from a black culture perspective, she's always giving you great content. She has a podcast now and she's always creating new things. Definitely go follow her and keep up with her. Then you have Wesley Morris and Jay Wortham of the Still Processing New York Times podcast. Great listen. Brittany Lewis and Eric Eddings, who consistently are doing podcasts or do or, you know, publishing new writings or doing some type of collaboration with folks in various different forms. But they really are really, really great podcasters, to be quite honest. Uh, Sylvia, 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 Sylvia O'Bell, Sylvia O'Bell, honestly, is a great writer. She has uh, amazing perspective. One of my favorite things that she's really ever really written has been her speaking to her speaking to kind of, you know, the impact of the Kardashians and things and how problematic they are and how, you know, there shouldn't be this praise, especially from black people and black women specifically. It's she's great. She has a great I- ideas around just a lot of things. She's good word, good with words. Naima Cochran. OG writer. Uh, she literally used to do a little music sermons uh, threads on on Twitter where she would do these deep dive, almost behind the music level breakdowns on Twitter with various artists or various topics or part of, you know, culture and things. She is amazing to follow. You're always going to learn something. You're going to get something. And she was she's been around in the industry for so long. You're going to get perspective that is truly thorough. Um, Philip Lewis great content creator and um and writer and um he's honestly always on top of the new news and like cutting you know news flash type stories always tweeting what's happening from a culture and just just news that you need to know subscribe to his Substack if uh if you really kind of want to get into kind of all the things that he always talks about um Brittany Packnett great political pundit great you know you know just overall just kind of like analyst that always kind of gives you a little bit more information into these things that are happening amongst the world. And um, I think that, you know, you always have to be careful when it comes to anything political, but I feel like she always seems to be very much research-based and promotes research, you doing your own research and you being kind of self-sufficient, which I'm here for. Uh, Mark Lamont Hill. We know Mark Lamont Hill. We've known him for a long time. He's very research-based. He's, I believe, the Black News Network um, is where he's at right now and um, they're doing well, they're going strong so highly, highly suggest you tap in with him, he's OG in the game and Roland Martin is my 20th person, Roland Martin is an OG in this game who 
consistently like consistently promotes the idea of black journalism in the most audacious way. Like he is proud and loud about black people being the ones who are the ones who tell our stories, who tell the news uh, and who are part of the news media of just industry. You know what I'm saying? And I think that him promoting someone like him and like supporting people like him is going to help us all because he's doing really good work out here and putting a lot of people on. So that's my real kind of like breakdown on all of this. I think that we really got to ask ourselves like we got to question the information that we consume the most. We got to ask ourselves what it is that we really care about, what it is that we really genuinely want to see change and see differently. Because to be quite honest, I don't think that people really want to be. I don't think people really want to be not even say I don't think they want to be better people. I think that we don't know that that's a choice that you can't be a better person. And in being a better person, it's about how you what you consume, what you allow to influence you. All those things matter. All those things matter. All these domestic terrorists and all these people who, who know, who consume heavily these white supremacists, right wing ideologies and these hateful incels and all that, they're consuming nothing but that. That's all they're just. It's the only thing that's taking up their taking up space for them. And that's a problem for me. And I don't think black people should go out like that personally. So tap in with the people I gave you on that list. I gave you 20 people to tap into that so you can change your whole diet, your whole consumption diet. You'll be good. It's some hip hop in there. It's some things you can read in there. It's people who tell you about other people and interview other people all the time in there. It's podcasts, whatever you need. Go tap in with that. That's what I tell you to do. Just stop listening to these dumb ass niggas. They're not going to, they're not going to, it's not, let's not, let's just not, let's just not. But I've been Rodney Perry. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And this has been my special delivery episode on the state of, of just media, I guess, you know, and um, appreciate you for listening. Didn't think I was going to talk this long, but I had, had a lot on my heart. And I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all tap in, subscribe everywhere that you can subscribe. Listen anywhere podcasts are available. You can tap in and follow me at Kings underscore memoirs. You can listen to the podcast. You can uh, follow the podcast at Simply King Pod on IG and, and Simply King Podcast on Facebook. Go and like the page and make sure you check out uh, www.lifeisking.com to check out any of the digital marketing and creative production services that I provide. Uh, tap in with me, tap in with me. You can see it all under the description of this episode. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. I've been Rodney Perry, and this has been Simply King. Peace.